We finished with singing the power of the cross. We're going to look at the cross work of Christ tonight, the finished work on the cross. The finished work of Christ on the cross. Mark's Gospel, chapter 15. And let's read from verse 29. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days. Save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking said among themselves, With the scribes, he saved others himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they were crucified, they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that, he so cried out, and and he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. You know, God will bless the reading of his own inspired word in public this evening. But let's just buy in a word of prayer. Father, Thank you for the songs and the ministry, for the worship team, for renewed faith. We thank you for all that has gone ahead and before us. We thank you for the message that has been in the worship, the message that has been in the songs, that Jesus saves, that Christ has paid the debt in its fullness. Now help me, Father, for these next few moments, through thy spirit to bring your word, to show your son and all of his wonder and his splendor and his glory on the cross at Calvary. We adore you, Lord. We worship you. Have thine own way tonight in the hearts of men and women. And if there be one unsaved, Lord, we just save their soul for all eternity. For Jesus' name's sake, I pray and ask it. Amen. Verse 29 says, And they that passed by, I that destroyest him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days. Here are those who were walking past were aggravated at the very sight of the Lord Jesus. Here are those who were walking past were annoyed that even Christ 
was even hanging between heaven and the earth. And enough it wasn't that they seen him in agony. They seen him bleeding and battered and bloodied and bruised. Yet not enough that they had. They had to call him names. They had to try and cause him to feel deep in his spirit their hatred against him. It reminded me of reading this of Psalm 22, known as the Psalm of the Cross, when it says in verse 7, All they that see me shall laugh at me. They laugh at me to scorn, they shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. One thousand years before our reading. One thousand years before Calvary. One thousand years it was penned by the spirit of prophecy of the Son of God hanging on the cross at Calvary. And there it says, they laugh at him. They will mock him to scorn. They shoot out the lip, as it were. They call him names to try and belittle him as though naked on a cross for all the known world to see, for all the passers-by in that day. As though it wasn't enough, they were to try and make his agony all the more. And so they passed by. Also, it reminds us of the book of Lamentations, chapter 1 and verse 12. When Solomon, anointed off the Spirit, sees Jerusalem crumbling and falling in a future date. And there, or pardon me, Jeremiah at a future date. And there he cries as though he's Christ himself lamenting the city of Jerusalem. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me. Wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. Jeremiah, through the spirit of prophecy, hundreds of years before, sees, as it were, Christ and all who pass by the way that day at Passover. There he was crucified. I believe he was crucified, not at Gordon's Calvary, not at the Holy Sepulchre, but rather he was crucified on the Mount of Olives. And there they come traveling in to sacrifice a lamb, as though it were an appeasement to cover their sin before God. But Jesus was the final lamb. Jesus was the sacred lamb. Jesus was the sinless lamb. Jesus was the spotless Lamb of God. God's only and unique Son. And Christ died for our sins. God's only and unique Son gave His life for you and for me. And there, He's hanging between heaven and earth bleeding and dying in an agony. 
ridiculed and mocked and scorned, bloodied and battered and bruised. He's been beaten. Here we find in our reading in Mark 15 and verse 29, and they that passed by railed on him. It wasn't just they said something. It means they stood and over and over and over again. They stood and called him, as we would say in Ulster, they called him for everything. Every vile word they could think of him. Now let us see if Elias or Elijah will come and deliver him, they say. Because he cries, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But he wasn't calling for Elias or Elijah. He was separated from his father who knew no separation from him before. Notice here in verse 30, they cry, save thyself and come down from the cross. Save thyself, Jesus. Sure, you've saved others, haven't you? Meaning, haven't you healed? Aren't you miraculous? And can't you do these things? Save thyself and come down from the cross, Jesus. Now, you can write under there, here, right under that line. Get your pen and mark it. Here, I am saved. Here, I am saved. We are saved at Calvary. We are saved at the cross of Christ. We are saved where the blood was shed. And we are saved by the Son of God who gave himself for each and every one of us. See right there, here at this cross I am saved. Save thyself, for if he saved himself and come down from the cross, then you and I would be lost for all eternity without hope. And at the end of this miserable existence of a life without Christ, there we would be launched out into the darkness. Through the valley of the shadow of death. Without God. And without Christ. And without hope in the world. So you write there, here I am saved. You know why you're saved? Because Christ did not come down from the cross. But rather he stayed there because he loved you. He stayed there to pay your debt. He stayed there to pay your penalty of sin and you can write there it's here it's here at Calvary it's here at the cross that I am saved you can go nowhere else brothers and sisters you can go nowhere else friend if you want to get saved if you're not saved you can go nowhere else but to hear in the spirit the Calvary under the shed blood of Christ, I was saved at the cross. And if you were saved at the cross, would you say amen? Saved by grace alone, this is all my plea. 
that Jesus died for all mankind. Yea, but Jesus died for me. He died for you. And he died for me. Salvation, right? Here I am saved, salvation. Verse 31. Likewise also the chief priests mocking among themselves with the scribes, he saved others, he cannot save himself, he cannot save. See, the idea here was they were mocking among themselves. You know what it gives the idea in the original Greek text here? It gives the idea they were acting like silly children in a schoolyard. Think about it. Think about this. Jesus is hanging between heaven and earth. The Lord has fled on him the iniquity of us all. And there he is, a battered mess. And these so-called men of religion, these so-called men of the scriptures, gathered around him. And acted like school children at the foot of his cross. Silly, silly school children. They thought nothing of him, but heaven thinks much of him. Here it says, In verse 32, let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they that were were crucified with him reviled him. Even the thieves whom he was crucified between, even they started until one seen and the other did not. Verse 33 says, and when the sixth hour was come, There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. You can write underneath that propitiation. It's a big word. Propitiation. Do you know what it simply means? Here I find mercy. Mercy. Sealed by grace. And now I find mercy. Mercy is when you do not get that which you do deserve. We deserve to be lost. We deserve to be under judgment and the curse of the law. We deserve, even in our very nature, which is depraved, to be lost for all eternity. We deserve the lake of fire. But mercy, find me. At the cross. Mercy find you. The cross. You did not get that which you deserve. You did not get that which you do deserve. Oh, here is propitiation. Propitiation means God's wrath is averted. Let me get my breath back. Every one of us, every one of us were under wrath. Every one of us were under the wrath of God. 
and God's wrath was averted because there at Calvary, the fullness of his wrath, the totality of the wrath of God, a holy God against sinful humanity, only there was mercy found because there the wrath of God was poured out in its fullness and totality upon the Son of God between the sixth and the ninth hour. And so hence, propitiation is there at Calvary. I found salvation. There at Calvary, I found propitiation. And there at Calvary, I found mercy. And hence he cries, Eloi, oh, bless him. Bless him. Beautiful Jesus. What a wonderful Savior. There he cries, hung between heaven and earth, stretched on the Roman gibbet. The torture instrument, Eloi! Eloi! My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And again, it's taken from Psalm 22, 1,000 years previous through the spirit of prophecy. Only he says, why art thou so far from my roaring? That's how I know he shouted it aloud. Because the psalmist says, my roaring He roared to his father. There you can put in there if you're taking notes. In verse 34. No more separation. No more separation. You see, Israel's sin had separated between themselves and God. Right down through the years, it's the same. Our sins have separated between ourselves and God. Isaiah the prophet, in chapter 59, he says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah says in 59 and 2, I think it is, verse 3, the Lord says, But you're iniquities have separated between you and your God. And the word iniquity means everything from the falseness of the heart, from the littleness of the sin to great perversity, to the most perverse, to those of the clean living, still before God, all have sinned and come short of his glory. And here we find, this is what this means. The Lord says, that's what separated me and you, Israel. That's what separated me and you, and you, and you, he says. Was your sin? He says in verse 1 of that chapter, pardon me. The arm of the Lord is not shortened. That it cannot save Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. 
your sins. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And Christ came and was separated from his father, Israel in the tabernacle in the wilderness. Israel in the temple in Jerusalem. How the great curtain where only the high priest could go in. But once a year. And Christ dying the cross is rent from the top to the bottom. And there no more separation. In fact, you can write reconciliation. For he hath consecrated a new and living way for us. In other words, they used to shed the blood and the blood was on the, the floor and on the ground and it was on the priest's arms as they would butcher the animal and he carried the blood through the first field and then the second. And there he sprinkled the blood to be reconciled for that moment to God for the sins of himself, the high priest, and for the children of Israel. But Jesus... His blood, his blood doesn't need to be shed over and over and over again. His blood has been shed in a bloody mass over and over and over again. His blood isn't shed every time a priest lifts a wafer and says hocus pocus over it to turn it in to the body and blood of Christ. Such blasphemy! Christ's blood and the blood and for all and the blood shall never lose its power no never no never and there Christ made a new and living way saith the Hebrew writer which is consecrated for us. In other words, the blood of Jesus speaks to the Father as if it was just shed this very second. The blood, the power of the blood, the efficacy of the blood, the cleansing power and atonement of the blood of the Lamb, of the blood of Christ, is as powerful tonight to forgive sins, to cleanse sins, and to save the lost, as it was the day it was shed. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, friends, tonight, he took the separation from his father that you might have been brought into reconciliation. He reconciled the two houses of Israel in Christ. He reconciled the sinner with their God. Are you saved? Are you saved tonight? Are you blood washed? Are you born again?
And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he called for Elias or Elijah, the Old Testament prophet. One ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed to give him to drink, saying, Let him alone see whether Elias will come. Take him down. Notice this. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. Would you say give up? Would you say it loud? Give up, give up the ghost. Come on, say it loud. Give up the ghost. Come on, say it again. He gave up the ghost. No man taketh my life from me. I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again, he says. He wasn't the victim. He was always the victor. The lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. In the mind of God, the lamb had already been slain. It was come to a close. The veil of the temple was rent, twain from the top to the bottom. There's your reconciliation. You can go into the presence of God through the blood of Christ. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Notice. This centurion, this centurion, this Roman overseer, the crucifixion of Christ, this centurion's proclamation. Truly, truly, this man, not the one on the left, and not the one on the right, but the one in the middle, truly this man was the son of God. Proclamation. Proclaim tonight that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is our sin bearer, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died in our room instead. Friend, Christ died for you. Simon says, and he gave up the ghost. This is the way the Greek word reads. And he breathed out his last. Say it again. And he breathed out his last. Breathed out his last for you, for me. That we might be saved. Are you safe tonight? Simple gospel message. Are you washed in the blood?
and the blood no lose its power. No, bless him. No, never. Jesus' blood avails for me forever and shall never lose its power. For there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Do you know something? The devil hates to hear about the blood. This afternoon I was lying down for a while to gather my energy for tonight. The Lord gave me a message I'll bring when the Lord tells me to bring it. He just dropped it right into me this afternoon. Halson was lying on one sofa and I was lying on the other. The Lord just dropped it into my heart. Listen, the Spirit drives Christ into the wilderness. And there he's tempted of the devil. There he's there, hungry, thirsty for 40 days and 40 nights. But it says he come out again in the power of the Spirit. The Lord gave me a message for this church. For the devil has tried to destroy. And the devil has tried to tempt away. But this church is going forward and will come out in the power of the Holy Ghost. Give God the glory. In the power of the Spirit. There is power, power, wonder-working power. In the blood of the Lamb, there is power, wonder-working power. In the precious blood, and the blood shall never, and the blood shall never lose its power. No, never. No, never. Jesus' blood avails for me forever and shall never lose it. Praise Him, church. Praise Him. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Praise Him. Glory.